NBS Live, the national broadcasting school's online radio station. Broadcasting 24 hours a day at mbslive.co.uk. Good evening and welcome to MBS Tonight with Marie Friend and Peter Droppett. And in tonight's Grand National Special, we'll look ahead to tomorrow's big race. Despite changes to the course, is the National still unsafe for the horses? You're thinking of having a bet, we've got some tips. And we'll look back at some of the most memorable moments from Aintree's past. He calls them forward once again. This time they're off and running. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady. Talking about that little lady. And the lady is mine. And on Ladies' Day, Peter and I have been soaking up the Aintree atmosphere and finding out what makes the day so special. But first, here with the latest news, it's Matt Horton. There's been a record attendance for the start of the Grand National Weekend at Aintree Races. Over 33,000 attended yesterday for the Grand Opening. The official Ladies' Day attendance figures haven't yet been released, but more than 50,000 were expected. Tickets for the Grand National tomorrow are sold out. Prime Minister David Cameron has reopened a railway line which was wrecked by storms in February. A team of 300 workers have rebuilt the track through Dawlish, which links Devon and Cornwall to the rest of the UK. Carolyn Custerson is from Visit Devon. We actually uh, welcome 36 million visitors a year and we're one of the top holiday destinations in the UK. So to be connected again um, to the rest of Britain, um, both Devon and Cornwall, it's absolutely brilliant news. A body washed up on a beach in Alicante is that of missing Liverpool man Francis Brennan. The 25-year-old fled to the continent while awaiting sentence over a wounding charge. He was handcuffed by fake police in a bogus arrest in January. Spanish authorities said the body was found wrapped in a bin bag and his hands were tied. Search teams are in a race against time to locate the black box of missing flight MH370. The battery life of the transmitter that emits locator pings is only 30 days. Two ships are now searching a 240-kilometre area where analysts believe the plane may have gone down. And finally, America's longest-serving chat show host, David Letterman, has announced he's to retire next year. Letterman has spent the last 11 years hosting The Late Show on NBC, where he's known for his irreverent top ten lists. That's all from me. I'll have the sport and the travel later. Local, national and international news from Liverpool. NBS Live, the national broadcasting school's online radio station. So it's Ladies' Day, one of the biggest occasions in the Liverpool social calendar. And what better way to kick off the day than with a champagne breakfast? Bright and early this morning, I went along to the Albert Dock to experience the atmosphere. It's Ladies' Day, this is what we do best, champagne. Lydia from the Wirral. Rachel from the Wirral. Emily from the Wirral. How do you all know each other? We all went to school together in sick form as well. Pensby High School for girls. Can you tell us what you're wearing today? I've got like the fascinator. It's like a hairband and then like got feathers on it and everything. No hat? No hat because the dress is too dazzly so I thought it had to be too much. Uh, just had my makeup done, my hair done, my tans on, my nails done. The full works, really. Just a normal day at the office. So what's the appeal of going to the races? Uh, it's all about just getting out, getting out with your friends and just having a good time. <laughs> just the first time for all of us, so we're very excited. <laughs> 
What are you drinking this morning? Can you tell us what you, what's in the bottle? Prosecco. <laughs> Prosecco? It's not real champagne. No. <laughs> what's on the menu this morning? Um, there's full English, there's eggs benedict and things like that, but I think we're all going for the full English this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to battle some horses for the first time. <laughs> so do you have any tips for today? Any tips? Uh, I'm probably not the person to be asking. <laughs> I pick the, the prettiest jockey. The prettiest, most attractive. <laughs> yeah, that's what I go for. So unfortunately, I didn't even get offered a glass of champagne this morning, which I didn't think was very fair. Uh, what do you think of a champagne breakfast, Marie? Oh, I fancy one of them now, I'll tell you, Peter. But I tell you what, there's so much preparation that goes into Grand National Weekend, you wouldn't believe it. And I don't think I'd be out of line in saying that the ladies in particular go to town on this event. I've been out and about to find out what the girls get up to in order to get ready for this big weekend. So here I am, I'm in Vision of Beauty, which is a stone throw away from Aintree Racecourse. I've just popped in to see the girls, speak to them about what everyone's up to for the big one. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a busy morning here. So Vicky McCain, the owner of Vision of Beauty here in Aintree, can you tell me what you're going to be up to for Ladies Day? What, what's everyone after this year? Your curly blows, your hair ups. I've got loads of girls coming in to get done from the night before to sleep in the rollers and the pink curls. So they go on rounds all day with them in. Rollers and pink curls ready so it stays in for them all day. And what kind of things are you going to be doing with the extensions? So I've got a set of extensions and I've got to curly blow them and leave them in pink curls in the shop till Saturday. They're going in a hair up. Um, I've had to take extensions home to sew them together in preparation for people to come in the next day and get them put in. It's absolutely crazy. I'm talking to Katie Wrigley, who is a makeup artist, um, and she's going to tell me about the preparations that all the ladies in and around Liverpool, what they actually do, what it, what it all entails. Katie, can you tell me what the ladies around Liverpool get up to? What they, well, it's more like what they don't get up to, really. Um, the preparations start months ahead with the outfit planning. I've took bookings for my makeup from December last year. So um, this morning... From December last year for, for Ladies' Day from today? From December last year, yeah. Because we've been so busy the previous years. So people will come to me from 7 o'clock. I start at 6.30am um, and then I should be working through till about 3. Just constantly doing makeup ready. Um that's just makeup. Obviously, you've got your beauty treatments, which start the week before, and then you've got your hair, which is will get blown the day before. Um, we're chocked for the whole three days. So we're talking spray tans, nails, lashes, hair. How much money does this all cost, Katie? Um, we worked it out roughly just for spray tan, getting your hair blown, um, makeup, and maybe lashes would come to um, roughly about £120. That's before your outfit, before any additional extras that you'd need, um, new set of acrylic nails, things like that. So you're looking on about £200 to get ready, minimum, um, just to go. Then obviously you've got your outfit, your ticket, your better money. It's going to be an expensive of the day. Girls, it's been an absolute education. Have a great day today and I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. So Marie, did you have a makeover whilst you were out? 
I'm not really sure what you're trying to imply there, Peter, but no, I didn't. But you know what? Hats, they're one of the most, uh, the biggest fashion essentials for Ladies' Day. And who better to report on them than somebody who knows absolutely nothing about fashion? Yes, our Peter has been to Queen's Drive near the Rocket. Good morning, Felicity Hats. How can I help? I'm here at Felicity Hat Hire, and with me is Janet Rowland. Janet, what makes a good Ladies' Day hat? A great Ladies' Day hat is a hat that will complement your outfit. A hat should always fit just so the brim comes level with the eyebrow. Your face should always be seen. We don't encourage over-large hats if you're a small lady because they can actually force you to look smaller than you actually are. We like something with a sweep that comes upwards to give you height. Hi, Hi. come to collect. Yes, please. Lovely. And your name? Uh, So can anyone wear a hat? There's a hat for everybody. Despite the ladies that come into our shop and say, I hate wearing hats, they don't suit me, but my daughter says I've got to have one. We're stocking round about 650 pieces at the moment. So if we can't suit you with one of those pieces, then we're not doing our job properly. Marvellous. All sorted. Any tips for me? No, I'm good. I need my jam rubbish anyway, so... Just need to leave your card details. So how big an event is Ladies' Day for you this year? Ladies' Day this year has been phenomenal. We have in excess of 150 hats out on hire, ranging from £30 hires up to £90 hires. If you're hiring at £90, then obviously you're getting a designer piece. When people are choosing their hats, do they copy celebrities? Do they come in and say, do you have something like this? Celebrities wearing hats have been a big thing and I have to thank Kate Middleton for her input into the hat industry. She's been a huge influence and long may it continue. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. But it's got black in it. My favourite hats in the shop are the Vivian Sheriff, which is an Air Force blue disc-shaped hat trimmed with nude cream and beige quills complemented with Swarovski crystal. Is that crystal going to shine in the sunlight? That crystal blings away in the sunlight and will attract the eye from every angle. It's a top-range hat that retails out round about £800. Uh, So what colours and fabrics are in fashion this year? A lot of navy. Not so much the striking magentas that we've seen in the past. A lot of our ladies like to wear a very well-fitting dress. And, of course, you can never go wrong with that little black dress. Anything will go with a black dress. And I can tell you, ladies, that if you're wearing that little black dress... People will remember the hat that you put with it and not the dress. Right. Bye. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. It's MBS tonight with me, Marie Friend, and Peter Droppett, and we've got a Grand National special for you this evening. So our reporter Dan Case is at Entry Range Course and joins us now. Dan, what's it been like at the race course today? It's been absolutely fantastic, Peter. Spirits have been high all through the day. Sun went in at around 2 o'clock this afternoon, but it doesn't seem to have put a down on anybody. The drink's still flowing. The winners are being paraded around, proud as anything. I think everybody's had a great day today, and there's been plenty of talk of everybody looking forward to the big event tomorrow. And who have you been speaking to today? Have you spoken to any celebrities or seen any celebrities? 
I haven't spoken to any celebrities today, but I did get a chance to chat with Kevin Coyne, who is the owner of one of the horses in tomorrow's Grand National event. Kevin's got a very interesting story, actually. He bought his horse for £10,000 in Ireland while he was a little worse for wear on the ale, and it's made it all the way to the Grand National here at Aintree, the home of racing. So he's incredibly proud of that. There's a bit of a Prince and Pauper story going on because Princess Zara Phillips, whose horse cost multiple, multiple times more than his, will be facing off against that tomorrow. So a bit of a Prince and Pauper story there. And what's it look like with all the ladies there in their finery? Is it pretty overwhelming or how's, how's it looking? It's looking fantastic. All the ladies are looking absolutely beautiful today. I'm seeing lots of incredibly bright colours. There's several ladies here dressed head to toe in neon colours, actually. Very adventurous. There have been a wide, wide variety of big hats, small hats, fascinators. Some things that I would barely even call bigger than a brooch, but apparently they do class as hats now. Several of the ladies I spoke to have been here on hen parties. There was one lady who was here with a birthday party. I'm actually quite surprised at the number of ladies here today that haven't actually been to Aintree before. It does seem like there's quite a few here for the first time. And finally, Dan, what's the going look like for the Grand National tomorrow? Well, the form is looking at good to soft at the moment, Pete. Uh, they were expecting quite some rain last night that didn't actually turn out. They were expecting a soft going, looking good to soft at the moment. The dew rain tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon as well. So depending on whether that changes, we could see it move over to soft going, which would mean that horses with better stamina and not necessarily speed might be favoured. Thanks, Dan. Coming up, I'll look ahead to tomorrow's big race. Some advice on where to put your money and cruel to horses or not. We don't see it as a horse race. We see it as an obstacle course that actually kills horses. This is NBS Tonight. But first, with the travel, here's Matt Horton. NBS Live. Travel. If you're heading to the National, Mersey Travel have put on an extra 80 trains over the three days. Each train's able to carry a 1,000 passengers. Trains to the racecourse will run every seven and a half minutes, and Mersey Travel will be handing out over 10,000 pairs of flip-flops for racegoers with tired feet. On the buses, Arriva and Stagecoach are running a special shuttle service from Elliott Street next to St John's Shopping Centre, and after the last race, the 922 service will run from the racecourse back to the city centre with a flat rate fee of £3 each way. If you're travelling around the racecourse, please be aware that there are road closures that are in operation until 8 o'clock on Saturday night. The roads that are closed are Warbreck Moor between Park Lane and the Black Bull, Ormskirk Road between Topham Drive and Park Lane, Park Lane itself between Ormskirk Road and Bridal Road, and Bridal Road from the junction of Bridal Way and Park Lane. As usual, there'll be a one-way system in operation on Melling Road from the junction on Seeds Lane to the junction of Greenwich Road until 8 o'clock on Saturday night also and U-turns will be prohibited until then on Seeds Lane. If you've got any travel information please tweet us at NBS UK and if you're going to the races have a great day and good luck. This is NBS Tonight. Something that's never far from the headlines at the Grand National Meeting is the safety of horses taking part. Over the years race organisers have taken steps to make the race safer but animal welfare campaigners say more needs to be done. Dan Case spoke to Dean Stansel from Animal Aid, who are calling for the race to be banned. We're protesting at the Grand National because the race is notorious for its history of killing horses. But it's not only about the Grand National. We also want to highlight all the horses that are killed on other race courses as well as the Grand National. Uh, last year, around 200 horses were killed on British race courses. 
uh, this last March 2014, 22 horses died on British race courses. So the death toll is very, very high in British racing. It's five times more dangerous to run on the Grand National course than any other course. It's the number of obstacles that they've got to jump. There's 30 very demanding jumps that they've got to get round. It's also uh, nearly four and a half miles long, which is the longest race in the racing calendar, and the biggest number of horses competing. We don't see it as a horse race. We see it as an obstacle course that actually kills horses. So what changes would you like to see at the Grand National to make it safer? Well, Animal Ed are campaigning really for a ban on the Grand National. But, you know, we're pragmatic enough to realise that may not happen overnight. But what we would like to see is further changes to the course uh, that have been made in recent years, like reduce the number of runners from 40 down to a much more acceptable uh, amount. Interestingly, the average amount before the limit was set at 40 you was actually 25 or 26, uh, 25, 26 over its preceding century. So there's far more horses running now than in the past. Uh, we'd like to see the race distance shortened uh, because it's the longest race in the racing calendar and it saps horses' stamina and horses have collapsed and died in the race. Um, we'd also like to see the obstacles, the jumps, uh, standardised, so they're like the same sort of jumps that are on a normal race course as opposed to these very obscure obstacles that are put in front of them like Beaches Brook, which is a deadly, deadly fence and hasn't been changed enough for our liking. That was Dean Stansel from Animal Aid talking to Dan Case. Race organisers say they are taking steps to care for horses. Well, the Grand National holds lots of memories for many people from Red Drum's three victories to Devon Lock being pipped at the post. We've been taking a look through the archives and talking to a few punters about their special entry memories. favourite national memory was when my daughter said to me Dad, can you give us an horse for the national and it ended up one of them was Mon Moe which won the national at 100 to 1 and she had £2.50 each way on it and it won and she was hugging and kissing me for days wouldn't leave me alone <laughs> been two coded bomb warnings received by the police and there is no possibility of taking any chances. Consequently, we're going to abandon racing for today and make a further announcement later. I can play all day winning it because I had a few quid on it and I told me Nan to get on it as well. I remember my daughter saying to me, she's seen a film, Papillon. She said, oh, she said, look, look, Dad, there's a horse going called Papillon. It's 33 to 1. So we're all watching it on the telly and thrumping it. We walked it. She said, you know, honestly, I always remember that. Yeah, happy long. And for an even more, 60, something, 68, I mean, 100 to 1. And Rutherford has been tempered, and so has Castle Falls. Rochetta has fallen, Princeton has fallen, Northern has fallen, Kirkland Light has fallen, the Foster has fallen. There's a right pile up. Easy has uh, climbed over the fence and left his jockey there. And now, with all this mayhem, Foynaven has gone off on his own. He's about 50, 100 yards in front of everything else.
course, it's not just the National this weekend. Next with the sport, here's Matt. NBS Live Sport. At Aintree, the big race of the day, the 3.40 topping chase was won by 9-1 to one shot, Mafiul, ridden by Barry Geraghty. Benny's Mist came in at second, 33 to 1, while East Lake at 25 to 1 came third, and Tatenden at 25 to 1 came fourth. In the National itself, trainer Sue Smith is aiming for a victory for a second year in a row. She prepared 66 to 1 shot Aurora's encore for his 2013 success. She saddles Mr. Moonshine and Vintage Star this time and says another win would be incredible. You can imagine when we didn't really overly expect it last year, so this year, well, it would be absolutely out of this world, wouldn't it? Everton and Liverpool are both in action on Sunday. The Blues entertain Arsenal with Ross Barkley expected to be fit despite suffering a calf injury against Fulham last week. Phil Jagielka and Stephen Pienaar both remain absent with a hamstring and knee injuries respectively. Meanwhile, Roberto Martinez says Everton's chances of keeping hold of Romelu Lukaku won't necessarily be improved if they qualify for the Champions League. The strikers had a successful season on loan from Chelsea, but his agent says he's been talking to Tottenham. However, Martinez is relaxed about the situation. It's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of speculation and a lot of talk. Uh, Romelu, I think, has been performing extremely well. So then you you uh, you're going to get that sort of speculation. It's been an incredible asset for for us. In the later kickoff on Sunday, Liverpool take on West Ham United at Upton Park. The Reds are in fine form, having won their last eight league games. A win would see them remain top of the Premiership with five games left to play. Former Anfield players Andy Carroll and Stuart Downing are likely to start for the Hammers. Their manager Sam Allardyce says they'll have a point to prove. As disappointed as Andy was, that was a decision made by by Brendan and you, you have to move on, you have to put it behind you. Those two lads particularly will you know, want to show how good they are on Sunday. Elsewhere, Tram, you make the long journey to Essex to take on Colchester United in League One on Saturday. Captain James Wallace misses out with a groin injury, but Rovers are hoping to have Jason Kumas and Stephen Arthur Worry back after the pair missed the last two games. Assistant manager John McMahon says he's aware of Colchester's threats, but's looking to pick up three points. Uh, it does give us um, a chance to go there and obviously get some, uh, pick some points up. I went to watch him last night at uh, Peterborough. Um, big strong side, uh, threat from set plays, uh, along the throws, specialist as well, both sides. So we go there, um, looking to, uh, to get the three points, not one. England's women have set up at World 2020 Cricket Final against old enemies Australia. They've thrashed South Africa by nine wickets. England lost to Australia in the final of the 2012 tournament. Captain Charlotte Edwards tells Sky Sports News they're not seeing it, seeing it as an opportunity for revenge. It's about us preparing ourselves now to put in a good performance. We know if we do that, we're quite capable of winning. Uh, we've had two outstanding Ashes series over the last six months, which have been some, some of the best cricket I've played in my career. And hopefully, I'm sure Sunday is going to be more of the same. And Michael Schumacher is said to be shown moments of consciousness three months after his skiing accident. The ex-Formula One driver's been in an induced coma since suffering a head injury. This is NBS Tonight. And that's very nearly it from us, but before we go, we did promise you some advice on where to put your money tomorrow on the Grand National. Well, I haven't backed backed anything yet, but um, 
I'll go for an outsider. The package. Balthazar Kane goes to back to it last year. Well, the one to back is the uh, favourite. Long run, is he? Um, Tidal Bay. So I put, I put a tenner on them tomorrow. The one I'm going to back, I'm like, it ends in Bay and the other one ends in Port. But if none of those suggestions take your fancy, Dan Case has been speaking to four times champion tipster Paul Jacobs, who will be commenting on a race for our sister station, Radio City. He says it has the makings of one of the best nationals for quite some time. It's a cracking race, it really is, because in the past, sort of, I would say about 10 years ago, you get like five or six really classy horses going into the Grand National. As the Grand National has evolved in the last five or six years, uh, the weights have sort of almost concertina between the horses at the bottom of the handicap and the top of the handicap. And this year, we've got a former Gold Cup winner, a former King George winner. We've got a horse that's won grade one races in Ireland as well. And it, it's more competitive than it's ever been. You hear a lot of stuff about, you know, the going's good, the going's heavy. Um, what exactly is the going and how big of an impact does it have on the race? They're expecting a lot of rain on Thursday night. It didn't come. Have they got the 10 millimetres of rain to give you sort of a guide, the ground would have turned to soft, which would have meant it would have been very, very testing, and it would have been more of a stamina test. But they are expecting light rain throughout Saturday, which is no good for me, because they're going to be standing outside all the way through the afternoon. But if that light rain sort of starts from 10 o'clock in the morning, goes all the way through to 4.15, it could, in theory, change the ground to maybe good to soft, soft in places. So the going at the moment is sort of like sitting on the fence. It could go one way, it could go the other. How much money is going to be put on just the Grand National loan tomorrow? Well, it depends whether you're talking sort of uh, just the UK or worldwide in excess of 110 million in the UK. But it's the one race near that everybody knows. Your Auntie Di, your, your Uncle Joe, the kids even, Alatava, they're pound each way on, has a bet on. But it seems to just go up and up every year. Countries like Hong Kong who bet an awful a lot of money on it in the, in the Far East and even in America as well. You're probably talking in excess of, of a billion pounds, one would think. Who are the favourite runners and riders at the moment? That is really interesting. You know, we could see some huge uh, betting shifts in the morning and then as we go through the day. Uh, but it does take a lot of money to move the market in the Grand National because if a horse is, for example, going to move, say, from 16 to 1 to near favouritism, 7 or 8 to 1, that would take throughout the country and on the track in excess of probably three-quarters of a million pounds of bets on that horse if the ground changes. And if it does become more testing throughout Saturday, there are probably three horses I would make you aware of that would absolutely love it. The near favourite at the moment, Monbeg Dude, who won the Welsh National in 2012. He loves the soft ground. Hawks Point, who was second in the Welsh National at the back end of last year. He's a 50-to-1 shot in the place. He would love it as well, so you might want to get on now, but you're basically playing on the weather forecast as far as he is concerned. And the other one would love it to get really, really, really wet is the top weight. He's the oldest horse in the race, a 13-year-old. It's a long time since an old man, a veteran's won it. But Tidal Bay loves, loves, loves the soft ground, not because he acts on it better than other horses, but because it slows the other horses up and he stays the distance particularly well. And that was MBS Live's Dan Case talking to champion tipster Paul Jacobs. And that's all we've got time for on this special Grand National edition of MBS tonight. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the programme as much as we have making it. From me, Marie Friend and Peter Droppett and all the team here at MBS Live, we wish you a good night, have a great weekend and best of luck if you're having a flutter tomorrow. Local, national and international news from Liverpool. NBS Live, the national broadcasting school's online radio station.